Okay, so we're going to start on our international interview. My name's Christy Williams, and what is your name? My name is uh, Francesca Giberti. And where are you from, Francesca? I'm from Italy, actually, from the northern part of Italy. Uh, my family has lived there for close to 200 years, actually. They've lived in, uh, in the same town called uh, Cento in the province of Ferrara, and it's actually a medieval town. Now, when you say medieval town, is, what do you mean by that? As in, the actual town is surrounded by ancient walls. Like the, uh, the town of Ferrara was, uh, was, um, was actually um, a castle of Ferrara, and there, was, um, there were walls all around Ferrara. Today, they, they don't, they don't, they're not all, all there. Um, most of it has been destroyed, but they're still surviving. And does your family all live there now? Parts of it. Most of my family, actually. Uh, my grandfather lives in, uh, in Mexico. He has a job there. He works for um, <clears throat> Ital Pasta. It's um, pasta. It has to do with pasta. He buys, sells, and fixes pasta machines. I know it's kind of stereotypical. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> <laughs> and is that his own business, or has he always been? He's always been in the pasta business. He hasn't uh, this is his and two other people's business. They're mainly contractors, and they go around all over the world, actually, to um, fill or fix and optimize pasta processes. But that wasn't his first job, right? Was he in the military, or...? No, that's my father. My okay. father uh, um, was in the military for most of his life, actually. He joined the military, U.S. military, uh, when he was 16, and that was when uh, my mom was uh, was still in Italy. <clears throat> so he, my father, emigrated to the um, to the U.S. with my grandfather. My grandfather has the uh, with the pasta job. So my father's joined the military, and then a good twenty years later, he uh, married my mom. And he went back to Italy to marry your mom. After, yeah. And that was a romantic story, right? <laughs> so what happened with that? Well, it was the love story of the town. They started in um, in middle school, and then uh, progressed um, through most of high school. They were still they kept correspondence through high school um, when he was in uh, in the states, and my mom was in Italy. Do you do people get married earlier? Do you think in Italy, or is it like the same as the U.S. or? It's about the same. It's just. People tend to live with their parents, with their family, longer than, than the States. Like here in the States, you actually go off to college, go off to your own, have your own house and whatnot. Over in Italy, like my my uncle had stayed with uh, with my grandmother until he was 35. Yeah. And that's about normal. And your cousins, right? They live in the house where... Mm -hmm. So the, it's the three co my cousins, so. My cousins live in a three-story house with uh, their parents and their and grandmother. They all live in the in the same house, and um, the two sons, which are my second cousins, um, they've worked a bit with uh, their fathers in their father's company, and uh, and now they're off to do their own thing. Yeah, I heard it's common to just keep adding, like putting additions on your house, yeah. so like the next yeah, generation either, can still. Live. Yeah, they either add stories or just expand the house, uh, width wise. Nice. And so, you said Cento, but all, where is that in relation to Italy? Like, in the boot. Okay, in the boot, understand. it's mainly in the heel part of the boot. No, 
No, it's the very northern part where the um, yeah, the very north in uh, in the plains region. Okay. It's um, north of Tuscany, and uh, south of uh, Lombardia is where uh, Milan is. Okay, and you had mentioned like you went to your house or something, and what was the island? Oh, Sardinia. Uh, we lived in uh, in Sardinia for uh, for a good six years. Um, my dad actually got stationed there, so that was it was good for my dad and mom to uh, actually live together. Where is Sardinia? <laughs> Sardinia is the island off the the coast of Italy. If you go down the boot, it's um, two islands are on its um, western side. There's Corsica on top, which is French, and then um, Sardinia, which is the the southern island. Not to be confused with Sicily, which is the triangular island. And Corsica is still French. Yeah. So, and I know you mentioned before the Italians and French do not like each other, or you guys give each other a hard time, or what's the deal with that? Um, well, it's more more of a personal thing, but it's it's also ingrained. Not not many people in my family like the French, not for any particular reason. It's just it's there. Kind of like the States doesn't really like Canada that much, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> but, like, what are the things that you rag on the French for? Well, their food, obviously. Oh, their right. food is a lot worse than, a, than Italian food. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's one of the ones, like, when people think of Italy, they think, oh, Italian food. Oh, food, wine, cheese, yeah. That's usually the stereotypical in pizza. Yeah. Ah, oh, I'm making the pizza. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you guys in Italy take food, do you think, like, more seriously than we do in the States? Oh, or? it's taken very seriously. Yeah. Uh, at every meal, basically, we plan what to make the next meal. So yeah. while we're eating, we're thinking of what to make for, while we're eating lunch, we're thinking of what to make for for dinner. And uh, jobs revolve around that, actually. Um, they have a three- to four-hour lunch break over there. They finish... They go into work at 9, finish at 1 o'clock, and then don't go back to work till like 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and then finish up come 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Now, <clears throat> do you call that, I know in Spain it's like siesta time or whatever, like nap time. Do you, do people ever like come home and nap, or is it just, oh, yeah, just like just, a lunch break? Oh, it's eating and then napping and then staying with the family. Yeah. Yeah, it's mainly family time is what it's mostly used for, as well as... So I feel like a lot of times Americans would rag on Europeans about being lazy and having like four hours in the middle of the day just to come home and like eat and stuff. Do you agree with that or how do you feel about that? Personally, I kind of agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, <clears throat> in the States it's a full work day where there's only an hour lunch break. Whereas in Italy you get the full three hours. You don't clock in as much hours during the day. I mean, if they want to pick up the economy, they might want to reduce that time and get get to work. Yeah. Have you seen your family affected by the economy in Italy? Um, my grandmother mainly. Um, she's uh, she's been between jobs. She's staying with a family right now that she's uh, helping helping out with, and uh, and they help her out. Uh, so she's been taking care of the mother of um, one of her friends, who is actually the mother is close to 93 right now and she's taking care of her and um and she stays she stays with the family they go on trips they go down to Sardinia where uh, they actually have a house there um because the um the husband 
used to be captain of one of the ferries that take um, tourists from uh, like Tuscany or Rome to uh, Sardinia. Got a Sardinia and Corsica ferries. Hmm. That's cool. Um, so you say too, I, I remember there was like a whole bunch of earthquakes by your house mm-hmm. in your area in Italy. What was that? That must have been like a couple, a few months ago or last summer, last yeah, it spring. Happened, it happened in the, in the spring, yeah. Um, and like how was the area affected? Well, the economy was completely halted in the area. Like most of the, that area that was, that was actually impacted was a major producer of ceramics all throughout the, um, all throughout Italy and the world. It was a major supplier for ceramics, so that that got halted because the constructors decided to cut corners in building the uh, the actual buildings. And so, mm. obviously, political issues will come into play in this thing. And, I mean, most of the families are um, in, um, in housing, um, I think. Alternative housing? Alternative housing, yeah. Mm. Do you <clears throat> feel like the government did a good job with helping give aid and things like that to people who had lost their homes and for a rebuilding process? Um, the government tried. Um, it was mainly private um, private entities that actually raised money for the actual effort because whenever the, the, the government decided to uh, raise money, it would put a tax on the money. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of counterintuitive. <clears throat> but um, in a similar episode, there was an earthquake down in uh, L'Aquila, which is um, down in the southern part of Italy, and um, a whole bunch of musicians got together and threw a giant concert, raised over 30 million euro, and somehow that money disappeared and never actually got to them. Hmm. Do you think that maybe is because, like, the government, or I I don't don't know? know. I don't have a theory on that one. (laughs) Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Um... Okay, so I have a question. If you, because I know you're a senior and looking for jobs like everyone else, if you were to get a dream job in Italy and a dream job in the United States, which one would you choose and why? What if it, keep in mind, it's the same job? Same job. Okay. Well, same job except not, it'd be like with an Italian company and an American company. Yeah, I go with the American company because they're, they're more structured. They're more business-oriented. Italian companies are, uh, they're not they are not too too good. I mean, there are good Italian companies. There are good Italian oil companies. But um, <clears throat> I'm more impressed with uh, with American companies when it, when it comes to that. Besides Italian cars? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a different story. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so, what would be your favorite Italian food dish? Or if, if somebody was going over to Italy, what would you recommend they order or have? Well, as at least twice a day, gelato. It's very <laughs> unique to uh, to Italy. It's very amazing. It's not it's not anything you've ever tasted here in the U.S. It is uh, it's it's a completely different uh, process that they used to make it. I'm not entirely sure on how they make it, but it's extremely good. It's a lot creamier, and it's a lot more rich and flavorful. Well, I know there's, like, gelato places here, and there's a gelato, like, the new gelato place in Turner. Is it still different in Italy? Yeah. I mean, the gelato in in Turner is 
I'll have to admit they they got relatively close to it, except the uh, the texture is uh, is what gets me. Um, texture here in Turner is a lot thicker, uh, a lot more dense than the uh, than the creamier and fluffier one in Italy. Is the food throughout all of Italy? Would you say it's the same, or do certain regions have like specialties? Or? Oh no, it varies. It's it's like night and day between the northern and southern regions. Hmm. Uh, where the northern regions focus on um, like tortellini, lasagne, and all that, and the southern regions they focus on heavier foods, on on fried foods. Um, if you go to, I think it's yeah, it's Sicily. They have the um, the arancini, which are balls of rice with uh, mozzarella cheese in the middle, hmm. and they're they're fried. Never heard of that. Absolutely amazing. Huh. Yeah, the rice is. I mean, you have different options to make a rice. It's usually they mix the rice with the cheese. Or they uh, they have the rice in a tomato sauce, and then they put that with the cheese, and they roll it up, and then they fry that. Nice. Oh. <laughs> yeah, we went down to, uh, as part of the field trips over when I was there in, uh, in middle school and high school, we went down to Sicily, and we had the uh, cannoli, mm. siciliani. Those were the best two years I've ever spent. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, so let's say you're a college kid and you're going over for a Euro trip and you want to go to Italy and you want to hit up like some good party places to go, what would you recommend? Okay, the big one is, uh, is Cervia, which uh, we visited uh, this summer. Cervia? How do you spell that? C-E-R-V-I-A. Okay. It's Cervia Milano Maritima. Milano Maritima is where they actually... Um, have the actual party. Cervia is mainly where the residents are. Um, and basically, come August 15th, which is uh, Ferragosto in Italy, which uh, it's a national holiday, uh, they block off entire streets to, uh, to make the party go on, and there's bars lining either side of the street, and, this, and the street can go on for like four miles all the way down to the beach, and it's packed. That's awesome. So it's on the beach. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's on and off the beach. It's everywhere. And after 1 a.m., you won't find anyone on the roads because they're either they're going to either be on the beach, dancing, or in actual clubs, which are pretty exclusive to get into. Nice. And I remember you telling me, like, after people go to the clubs or the bars when they're walking home at, like, 4 a.m., what's their drunk food? Bomboloni. Bombolonis? <laughs> yeah. And what are bombolonis? Uh, they are basically cream-filled pastries, and they just hit the spot. It's like the, the McDonald's of <laughs> drunk food in Italy. They're nice. so much better. Nice. <laughs> Very um, sugary. Hmm. Um, do you have, like, any Italian family traditions or anything? Or is it just, like, getting together and cooking, or...? Well, mainly whenever we we go back to uh, to visit our family, we, we usually get the family together and uh, sit and eat for a good four to five hours. Um, big big tradition around Christmas time is to um, well, you eat fish on Christmas Eve, and then you mm. eat um, tortellini on Christmas Day, huh. and that's um, that's a tradition that's that's in our family and for most of the uh, Emilia Romagna region. And you home, you, your yeah. grandma, it's homemade, right? Oh, yeah. Nice. We sit there all of Christmas Eve and 
on the 23rd as well to make the uh, the tortellini. Do you feel like a lot of those traditions are going to get lost now that your fam like some I know some of your families in the United States now and do you think you'll like learn how to make the tortellini? I already know how to make them. Oh, you do? Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> I mean, they'll they'll never be lost. I know I know I want to keep them on keep them going. Yeah. Um, cuz they're fun to make. Yeah. You, you roll out the dough and then you put the other uh, little meat filling or whatever filling you want and then you you fold them. There's a very particular way of folding them because the uh, Emilia-Romagna region is comprised of two separate regions. They're not actual regions. They just declare themselves different from each other. And the main difference is between the tortellini and capelletti. The only difference between What's capelletti? It's the same thing as a tortellino, mm-hmm. but the... Um, the way it's folded is slightly huh. different. Interesting. <laughs> um, okay, another random question. So, what do Italians think of Americans? Like, what are the stereotypes that we have? When I know, and you know, the big American groups that go over, like in the summer and do their Euro trips and stuff. What do people think of them? Well, you can easily pick them out in tourist groups because they're usually there with cargo pants, um, gym socks, and tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah. And they're, they're literally stereotypes. And obviously you have the fathers with the Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. And so you can pick them out. They stick, them out, they stick out like a sore thumb. But uh, mainly, I mean, they, they won't criticize them much because they're a good income when it comes to tourism. But the main thing is obviously obesity in America, and that's yeah, <laughs> that's kind of made fun of over there. But see, I I don't know. I, it's hard to believe because I know the Italians in the way you describe it, the way of life is like eating, and I guess a lot of it's just social eating, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, all that pasta and all the carbs and the pastries. Thing is, the towns are so small over there that it's inconvenient to actually have cars. So most of the Italians would actually have mm-hmm. bikes or walk around where they are. They have mopeds. <clears throat> yeah. So that's that's where they burn them off. But I mean, Italy has been getting kind of fatter with the introduction of fast food over there so i guess like to sum up what we're what we've been talking about like what would you say are your favorite things about italy or that you look forward to when you go back and visit beaches food gelato and visiting the uh ferrari manufacturing facility in Mm -hmm. maranello i'm hoping to drive one again and (laughs) if you could recommend a couple cities for people to see <clears throat> of Italy. Okay, definitely Siena, which is in, uh, Siena. in Tuscany. Okay. Um, do it around the, the Palio, which is the giant, or there's... Siena is comprised of um, 30 contrada. They're different sections of the city, and each section of the city produces its own racehorse. And in the Piazza del Campo, that's where the Palio is held, uh, two and twice a year, there's the uh, this, this palio, and um, tickets are sold out four years in advance. Four years. Four years in advance. I mean, this place gets packed. Wow. I mean, it's a piazza. It's uh, it's inclined all the way towards uh, towards the center to allow rainwater to, to funnel towards the center, but it's a big oval, and then the center of the oval is where um, spectators would go, and then the horses would race on the outside, oh. and then there's um, there's seating. 
on the um, on the very edge of it, and then people pay to um, rent out the apartments that are right uh, above it. So that I mean, they're good to cost at least five hundred euro for the for the day. Wow, so it's That's a pretty cool. big event. Um, Have you been there? No. Have you gone? No. no, I've only heard her stories. Uh, yeah. We we went there this summer when they were setting everything up. So they were setting up the bleachers all in wood and all the uh, and they were laying down sand in the uh, in the piazza. <clears throat> and all the different contrada were were marching and uh, and singing their their typical songs. Um, so yeah, Siena is one of the cities. Um, definitely, obviously, recommend going to Rome. Run a moped there. Have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> and and, <gosh. laughs> and, uh, and Sardinia is definitely a place to go, um, especially the northern part of Sardinia, Archipelago di, di La Maddalena. Is where uh, I used to live. It is gorgeous over there. Mm. If you go up to the f- top point of um, of that location right there, you can see the entire um, coastline and, and all the islands that, that make it up. It's gorgeous. Nice. Good to know. Well, thanks, Frenchie, for telling us about Italy. We all appreciate it. <laughs> it was a pleasure. All right, well, that wraps up for the Plaid Avengers International Interview. Be sure to tune in next time for another round of international insight from another guest from another country somewhere on planet Earth.